I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. With me is Rick Woodham, Head of Product Management and Business Solutions for Tagit. We are talking about gaps in digital services. So let's begin with defining the missing areas. Rick, what do you see in the market as the biggest gap of digital services banks are offering to their SME customers? So I'll tell you, we're seeing a lot of activity in the market today around banks who are really wanting to refresh how they interact with their SME clients at both ends of the spectrum, actually. I would probably say there's probably two primary areas where I see gaps today. One is just simply a modernization of the UI UX experience of the corporate user. That's, you know, if you look at the corporate banking solutions in the market today, they still sort of have an older look and feel to them, a bit like me, actually. So they they uh, they, they they really don't have that modern sort of feel to them. Uh, but probably equally or uh, more important that I see today is especially for your mid-sized corporates and your larger corporates, banks offer multiple types of, of solutions to them, whether it's trade finance, specialty lending kinds of products. And what happens today is you wind up with a corporate customer who has multiple entry points into the bank for doing the multiple kinds of businesses uh, that they do with the bank. Uh, and when you start looking across the gamut of what products and services banks offer corporates, that, that can get to be a bit tedious uh, for even any corporate back office uh, or financial uh, you know, back office user. So you're seeing a lot of modernization, not about the UX journeys themselves, but how do I start bringing these things together into more of a seamless type of experience, very similar to what we talked about in the early days around digital retail banking? Well, let's go a little bit further into that. What's influencing the modernization of how corporate users use technology for their banking services? Because we hear a lot of talk about what the banks are doing, but what are the corporate users doing? So, you know, it's interesting, Robin, because I, I and, and I, people kind of laugh at me when I say this, but I, I think that especially corporate users today, uh, whether they're in, in the finance department and their back office users, or even the, the CFO that's approving payments, we, we have really come so far when it comes to digital experiences on the retail side, whether it's banking, your retail experience with Amazon or Lazada for me in Asia. And and you look at how we've now sort of trained these individuals in terms of what to expect about how much I know about the customers and how I leverage that. But I think that has a behind the scenes influence now of what these corporate users are expecting on the corporate side of the house because they want that same level of, and I'll use the term intimacy for a lack of a better word, but they want that same level of engagement uh, on the corporate side that they have on the retail side. Again, whether it's banking or you know lifestyle services or uh, even basic uh, you know re- retail kind of experiences, and I think there's a big carryover to that today. Well, banking is changing. Of course, we've got open banking. We hear a lot about APIs, open APIs. How are these influencing? how the banks are starting to look at offering corporate banking solutions. And they are only just starting to look at offering corporate banking solutions because the whole story for the last couple of years has been all about retail. Yeah. So so I'll tell you, I, I think uh, this whole space of open APIs and open banking is really related to uh, sort of my problem statement around so many fragmented journeys in the bank. So again, supply chain financing, uh, specialty lending products, factoring, uh, trade finance, 
managing your accounts, when you start looking at all these different backend systems, the only way you're ever going to bring those together uh, in a seamless kind of set of journeys is, is through a set of open APIs for these systems. And let me give you a great example. So, so there are banks today who will take their first step at modernizing these journeys by doing just simply a portal concept where I have entry into these systems, but from one spot. And while that's definitely an improvement, it certainly doesn't improve the entire end-to-end user journey. And so when you think about all of the things that need to happen in the middle office for corporate banking, so that whole that whole swath of capability around entitlements and profiling and how you authorize payments and, and changes to your uh, accounts, all of that needs to be seamless across all of these systems you're trying to bring together. And the only way that's ever going to happen is through uh, all of these systems having a, a, a really nice set of open APIs uh, that can be leveraged across the ecosystem. All right, let's move on to another issue. And this is one that always gets a lot of hot air. It's SME funding. People talk <laughs> about an SME funding gap. There is a huge amount of attention given to the micro SME segment in terms of people saying the right things, but are they doing the right things? How are banks responding to this market segment? So so I'll break that into a couple of pieces if I can. So there certainly is a, a lot of activity today, especially in the fintech space, uh, where banks are maybe looking to partner a little bit to to sort of ease the the, the lending journey for some of these SMEs. And so I think there's a, a lot of activity both in the fintech space as well as banks realizing that there actually is money to be made in the sort of lower to middle tiers of the SME segment, especially when it comes to providing working capital and these businesses that really have targets for growth. I think that also extends a little bit into the micro SME segment. So for me, when I talk about the micro SME segment, uh, and, and again, I live in Thailand, so uh, I, I eat at stalls along the street and you know typical uh, vendors that could be considered a micro SME. And interestingly enough, all of these all of these you know little proprietors who have one or two employees, they they actually have a few requirements from a business banking perspective. Uh, maybe maybe it's like uh, you know being able to upload a, a series of payments and make a payment bulk payments as an example. Um, but they really are looking for more of a retail type of experience from a UI UX journey perspective. So so these micro SMEs are kind of looking for that retail kind of experience especially when it relates to what I can do on the mobile uh, versus, you know, the, the corporate journeys, which have a bit more complexity to them, especially around, you know, the maker checker authorization matrices kind of thing. So what we're seeing are banks are now taking a step back and saying, you know what, maybe I need to look at this segment a little bit differently than I've traditionally looked at the SME segment because the micro SME customers, I mean, if you look in some countries today, Many of the micro SMEs aren't, aren't even in the banking system yet, right? So, so there's even a huge gap for, from a financial inclusion perspective to bring some of these micro SMEs into the banking system. And I think the way they will do that is through more of a retail type of experience uh, from a user journey perspective, but providing some basic business kind of capabilities to help these micro SMEs grow. One of the problems, of course, is that doing all that used to be expensive. It used to be time consuming. It used to take manpower. Now it can be done with technology. But can it be done on a one size fits all basis? Do you believe that a single digital corporate banking solution can address all digital requirements for all business segments? You know, I'm no, Robin, laughing. I guess the answer is no. Well, it, it gets to be a bit of a religious debate, right? <laughs> so depending on who you ask. So 
uh, I do not believe one size fits all. I'm going to make a, an exception to that statement. You know, uh, software vendors like Tagit uh, and others, right? We, we like to be sure that we've architected solutions uh, and products that are very configurable. But at some point, levels of configuration become uh, more of a problem than they become a help, right? Because it just, that, that breeds complexity. And so I just do not believe that one size fits all when it comes to corporate solutions. So I think that, that you know, like we talked about with the micro SMEs, the experience you want to give them is really different than you want to give uh, the experience to uh, to an SME customer today. And uh, and so because of that, you may have some foundational capabilities. So this is kind of the target approach, right? We have some foundational type of capabilities for business banking, but I want to do some different things from a user experience perspective based on the segment I'm going after. So for that reason, I don't think it's a one size fits all. Finally, and this is where we get into the weeds or into the nuts and bolts, what's the role that you see for advanced analytics and AI in how banks offer solutions to SME customers? So I, I think, Robin, this also goes back to exactly which tier you're you're trying to address, right? So you take a large corporate, and, and these guys, uh, so I used to work for Walmart many, many, many years ago in my career. And, you know, Walmart's just a little tiny retailer, right? But, you know, Walmart would, this was in the days when there were not real-time payments. And I can remember uh, working on IT systems that would help us determine how much float we could give based on when we paid our bills, because that float wound up, uh, you know, converting into millions of dollars of interest if we, you know, if we, if we paid the bills just the day before they were due or, you know, something along those lines. Now, that doesn't necessarily work today because of the way we do real-time payments. But my point is that large corporations have the manpower and the skills to really look at the analysis of how they're managing their funds so that they can optimize either interest that they're making on money or even you know, deferring uh, payments so that they can still you know, get what they need without paying penalties and that kind of thing. And I think for the SME sector who can't really afford to do that, this is where I believe some of the AI and machine learning technologies will come into play to really help do some of that analysis on the back end. And, and, and people talk a lot about, uh, well, tell me what you're trying to do and, and I can build a rule for that. Well, part of the beauty of what AI and machine learning brings to the table is that software can find these patterns of, of behavior uh, in how these SMEs function and then offer that back and here, here are a series of actions that you can take based on what we've identified as a pattern of behavior for you. And so I think when it comes to managing your cash, managing your outflows, managing your payments, uh, I think all of those are very well suited for helping uh, SMEs really organize and, and, and be very crisp about how they manage their money and leverage the relationship they have with the bank, right? Because even an SME today, adding another you know, one or $2,000 uh, in interest a month or a year could mean a big difference to a, uh, an SME, right? It could be the difference between profit and loss, between staying in business and going out. Very well could be. Very well could be. Rick Woodham, Head of Product Management and Business Solutions for Target. Thank you very much indeed.